Welcome to Tucson New Thought. Today is an interesting day. You know, it's an interesting day because we're... It, it, it's an interesting day because we are a small but mighty crowd today, right? Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. And, and uh, yeah. It is. It's more intimate and it's more like, you know, I almost want to just like sit down and say, let's just have a discussion. Well, I might. I want to start today, though, with a question. And the question is this. I've actually already answered the question. But we'll see if everyone was listening. The question is this. What is new thought? <gasps> it's a new concept. It's a new idea. Okay. Anyone have any thoughts? What is new thought? I mean, here we are. We're at, this, we're at Tucson New Thought. But what is new thought? A metaphysical take on the older ways of thinking, specifically in faith traditions, and you're saying specifically Christianity. Yeah, okay. You agree with that because of the way, and, and I repeat because you're not on microphones, yeah. so I want everyone online to be able to hear. So you, you agree because of the way that Ernest Holmes wrote the book. It is a new way of thinking about Christianity. A new way of thinking about oh, Christianity. All right, come on. <laughs> if we're gonna, if we're gonna, if we're gonna have long answers. Well, I don't come from a Christian tradition specifically. We don't. No, we don't. Being we brother do not. and sister, and so what resonates for me is it. I feel like it's the the thread across all religions coming through to a very specific place of truth is the word that's coming up, but that's not the right word. I, I mean, it's like the continuity maybe is a better word of, you know, pulling all of the root of the root out of all religions down to kind of, yeah, whatever that. What, okay, so, let me ask, so, so let me ask you this. If there is a continuity and a thread that is yeah. common to all faith traditions and all religions, what would you say that is? Love. Love. That's it. Yeah. Congratulations, you've been listening. Thank you, I've been listening. I'm a good student. You're a good student. You're a good student. Anyone else have anything they want to add? No. William is thinking about it. I can see it, yeah. Well, kind of in the same vein, but for me, new thought is like a new way of looking at spirituality beyond what traditional religions have looked at. There's limitations for me in traditional religion where new thought, it's wide open. I love Mm -hmm. It is wide open. One of the constructs that Ernest Holmes was very clear on is to say that this is a philosophy that is open at the top. And what that means is that we are open to knowing more. 
We are open to always seeking and knowing more. That's part of the reason that I wanted it to be, I wanted us to be a center for spiritual evolution. I know I've talked about this before, that we are constantly evolving in our own, in our own experience and expression of life, yes, but also in our understanding, that we are always in a place of evolving into deeper understanding. And for me, what I say new thought is, new thought is, uh, new thought is utilizing our current thinking to understand ancient wisdom. Because we're not teaching anything new. We're just understanding it from our current contemporary perspective. During the past decade, during the past decade, as I came in, well, I've been in this philosophy now for more than a decade, which sometimes makes me go, wow. <laughs> Um, during the past decade, though, as people came to know that I was becoming a minister and had become a minister and then was a minister, that is one of the, that is probably the number one question that I am asked. Because I say, I am a new thought minister. What is new thought? The greatest secret. <laughs> but not, well, it is the secret if you saw that movie. I mean, that's all new thought. But it is, it is, it, like, here's the deal. Here we are in a room with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people, and all of you lovely people online. How many people do we have watching online? We have one person watching online at the moment. Hello. It's probably my father, yes, because he watches every Sunday, and I'm grateful. And if it's not, and, and whoever you are, I don't have access to see the comments. I don't have access to see the comments. He doesn't have access to see the comments, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, they will... Oh, I didn't know that. Well, if they pop up, let us know who, who it is and say hello. That is the number one question I am asked. What is new thought? Um, so I know how I answer. Clearly, you have your own answers that I, you know, drilled you on. But here's, here's a, here is an answer from a book called Spirits in Rebellion. The Rise and Development of New Thought. Oh, hi, Sue. It's my mother-in-law. Uh, this is actually the one I read in ministerial. I read it once. <laughs> it's a little bit of a dry read. It's a history book. More than Ernest? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, now. Wow. Yeah. But here's, so here's Spirits in Rebellion. If you become a minister, you'll have to read this. But here's, how, here, here's where Charles Braden, the author of this book, starts. Because the first, the first uh, chapter is, what is new thought? <laughs> there's a whole book of tiny print, yes. He writes this, few terms can be defined adequately in only a few words or sentences. Because they mean something different to different people at different times. Especially is this true of the terms employed to represent historic movements, movements that have been in existence long enough to have undergone considerable development. See, he's, you know what? I'm going to do my paraphrased version of this because it's much easier to understand. Yeah. So he starts. Few terms can be described. Few terms can be defined adequately in only a few words or sentences. Such a term is new thought one loosely used to cover a wide range of philosophical, theological, psychological, and practical approaches to God, to the world, to life. We're kind of, it's kind of like we're saying, we're everything to everyone, and we get to be exactly what you want us to be. 
And while I believe that is true, we have some fundamental premises to our teaching. The fundamental premise to our teaching, and this is what always comes up, in fact, it came up last night. Last night, uh, the question came up again because I went to an event, and uh, again, I was introduced to somebody, and oh, you know, it's that small talk, well, what do you do, what do you do? I, I'm a new thought minister, oh, what is that? And I, th yeah, and so I've got my elevator speech. The thing is, I think I need to, con I, need, I need to refine my elevator speech, because here's what I did. Last night, I defined it in this way. <laughs> new thought is a metaphysical teaching with two basic tenets, the divinity of man and the law of cause and effect. And then they go, huh? Right? And I say, here's what the divinity of man and woman, and here's what that means. That everything that exists, every single thing that exists that we look at as matter, as substance, as form, that that is all rooted in and expressing as it is an energy, that energy we say is God. That includes every single one of us. For if we believe and teach that God is infinite, if we think we're something separate from that, then God is not infinite. God is finite. So it must be inclusive of us. So we can claim for ourselves, we are God. And so is everything that exists. We're not separating ourselves. We're not setting ourselves apart. We're saying we understand our place. We remember who we are in the universal wholeness. That's the divinity of man. Number two, the law of cause and effect. Everything that exists in physical form is an effect. And there is some cause to create that effect. And we teach that that cause is entirely mental. That there is a universal presence, a universal mind that we individualize. And so everything that exists is rooted in that causative mind and everything is the effect. Oh, I know. That's so, I know it's a long elevator speech. I, I've, I've now surpassed the uh, top floor of the Empire State Building. And they're like, oh, really? But part of it, but the, you know, it's funny. We have two things we teach, the divinity of man and the law of cause and effect, 700 pages, 400 pages, because it's a, it's, it's a constantly unfolding philosophy. It is a constantly unfolding faith. And it is to you what you decide for it to be. You get to create your life. You are creating your life whether you are actively engaged in that creation or not. So what, why is this important? Well, first of all, if you're sitting in these rooms, I think you should probably have an idea of what it is you're <laughs> being subjected to, not just some crazy, overly enthusiastic minister on a Sunday. I have a story to tell. Once upon a time, there was a boy. He was born and raised in Tucson, Arizona. And this boy was not brought up in religion. He had a fascination with religion, though. He had a fascination with, fascination with religion. Uh, and a fundamental question that he pondered throughout his life is, was, what is God? What is God? But he kept the question to himself. And in that private understanding, he developed some ideas about God. He had friends in school from openly religious families, Catholic, Mormon, Protestant, Jewish, Muslim. 
none of what they told him about God seemed to make sense to him entirely. So he kept on that search. He lived with this uncertainty for most of his young adult life until one day he found an answer that worked for him. Is it? Well, do you know who this person is? It. <laughs> so this person, I don't know if you figured this out. It's me. Oh. Sometimes the answers appear in, this, in places that you don't expect. I walked into the NoHo Arts Center for New Thought in 2004 or 5, and when I walked in, I was being set up. This is, this is the funny part. I was being set up on a date. Did you all know that? Yeah, so I, I, somebody that knew somebody who went to that center was trying to set me up back in the days when I was single. And I got there, I met this guy, lovely. We went on one date, that was not meant to be. Um, but I sat there and heard the answers that spoke to my soul on that Sunday. And as I watched the minister, Reverend James Mellon at the time, on stage, it shifted my entire life. Now, I had a problem at the time. I had a problem at the time because I perceived myself as non-religious. I identified myself as non-religious. And here I am being completely moved into a new way of being in the experience of a church. And I had to reconcile myself with that quite a bit. And I said, the one Sunday, great. I think I'm going to go back next Sunday. And then after that Sunday, I think I'm going to go back next Sunday. About six months later, I had that illuminating moment where I said, looked at James Mellon on stage, and I said, that's my path. That's what I'm meant to be doing. So this underlying religiosity at the core of my being from the time I was a child <coughs> was now having a way of expressing itself in a way that made sense to me. This began a process of coming out. I thought coming out as a gay man was hard. Come out as a spiritual being. That's hard. <laughs> That's hard. It's a very different kind of coming out. I had to step up and say, yes, I am. This is who I am. And I will move forth, no holds barred, never being ashamed of who I am. I am God. Ooh, that's challenging for people to hear. I am God, but so are you. There's no difference. That's how I come out. I come out saying, I know who I am. I know who you are. There, there was an answer. There was an answer that, that, that I was seeking, and I found it at that time, at that place. To deepen into my understanding of what was God, God was everything. There was nothing out there. It was all here. And there was a community of like-minded people awaiting me, ready to embrace me. My path led me to this expression of my life, where I get to utilize the tools I learned as an actor and a singer to be, I think, a little entertaining on a Sunday. So 
So I know who I am. I have come to a deeper understanding and knowing of who I am. Here's my question. Who are you? Who are you? I've given you the answer. You are God. You are God. Do you know how truly magnificent you are? Do you know that? Do you know the power of creation that you have at your disposal? Do you really know that? Do you know how much you are truly loved? As you come to discover not just those things, but all the aspects of your beingness that are expressing as divine power, as divine love, as divine forward evolutionary momentum, the next question is, are you willing to step forth, come out, and say it, no matter where you are? You don't have to be a minister. You don't have to be a minister. I think it is time for each and every one of us to step up and start claiming our faith and to not be afraid to do so publicly because this secret should not be a secret. It shouldn't be a secret. This room should be filled with people. We should be clamoring. People should be clamoring to get in the door. Not just because I have something to say, but because it is a place where people can begin to truly understand and know who they are and move forward from that point of view. Right? And then, as we come to that realization that love is all there is, and it is completely in alignment with all religious paths, because Ernest Holmes' idea was that this was a corollary to religion. You didn't have to give up being Catholic, Protestant, Buddhist, Hindu, Muslim, or Jewish. You, you, you didn't have to give up your faith, that this was completely in alignment with understanding your faith in a different way that makes your faith more active in the world. There is a power for good in the universe, and you can use it. Ernest Holmes used to open his radio program saying that every single week. There is a power for good in the universe, and you can use it. Perhaps that is the elevator speech. Perhaps that is the more succinct answer to the question, what is new thought? What is new thought? It is a power for good in the universe, and you can use it. He said that. He was saying that back in the 40s the 30s and 40s, right? We love to just get ourselves into philosophical discussions that take us so far off track that we have to take 700 words to say one simple fundamental idea. There is a power for good in the universe and you can use it. And in fact, you are using it whether you know it or not because you are that power. You are it. You are the divine energy expressed as form. Do you have fear? Now, here's the thing to check in. Do you have fear in claiming this out loud? No. No? Absolutely. Absolutely? All right. Allow yourself to feel the fear. Ready? And as Susan Jeffers says, do it anyway. Yeah. Feel the fear. Do it anyway. Because here's the deal. If you are motivated from a place of love, then all you will experience is love returned. I believe that. I believe that to the core of my being, and so that is what I experience. Now, there is a cultural undercurrent of shame that we are taught around spirituality and faith. 
And I think it's because we have really come to a place in our culture where, well, <laughs> I'm about to say, this is debatable given the certain political environment, but we are in a place in our culture where science dominates faith. And I think what we need to do is not say that one is greater than the other. We need to understand that there is a way to find balance between the two. So as, sci as religious scientists, which is the tradition that I am in within New Thought, as a religious scientist, it is my approach to understand faith from a scientific point of view in my own mind. Now, what does this mean? Ernest Holmes said this, we all look forward to the day when science and religion shall walk hand in hand through the visible to the invisible. It's the first sentence in the book. We all look forward to the day when science and religion shall walk hand in hand through the visible to the invisible. And here's what I, here's what I have come to understand. Science and faith mean nothing if there is not continued inquiry. Science is about inquiry. I believe faith should be about inquiry. I don't think faith has all the answers. I don't think science has all the answers. I think that our experience of life and our evolution is rooted in inquiry. New thought is all about inquiry. I don't claim to have the answers. I know what works for me. I don't stand up here and say, as I said for weeks, I don't wanna say, we believe, and you should take this on as your belief. I don't, I can't tell you what to do. You, I think what we need to do is start to understand what it is we do believe. And if that belief works for us or not, and if it does work for us, absolutely wonderful. And if it doesn't work for us, then let go of that belief and find something new. New thought is a system that works for me. It is a system, a system that works for me. I'm thinking that my coming out as a New Thought minister, which is a moment-by-moment -moment decision, I make the decision in every single moment to come out as a New Thought minister, not even just as a minister, but as a spiritual being, to understand who I am. And that necessitates a new answer to that question, what is New Thought? What is new thought? New thought is a faith philosophy that has at its core a system of discovery. What are we discovering? We are discovering our personal relationship as God to the rest of the whole. You are magnificent. You are divine. You are sacred. Let's share this love. So sacred, so secret, so precious, this love. So sacred, so secret, so precious, 
this love so sacred so secret so precious this love so sacred so secret so precious this love I will share 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 this love so sacred so secret so precious this love so sacred so secret so precious this love right here right now in this perfect moment i recognize and know that there is a singular power a singular creative power there is only one thing going on there is only love love is that energetic impulse love is god love is who and what each and every one of us is we are the very divine essence of god living its life as our own experiencing its love as our own we are god knowing this trusting this and allowing this fullness of understanding to move through this time and this place i claim for each and every one of us that we are able to step forth powerfully and claim our divinity in a way that is loving and affirming and speaks to the deepest understanding that when we claim who we are we know it about every single person we encounter that this is love we are love everyone everything is love trusting this knowing this sharing this love i don't allow it to be a secret any longer i live in gratitude for this understanding and i allow it to unfold perfectly easily and effortlessly releasing this word as law i know it is so as together we say and so it is i will share 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 I will 